everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. He is experiencing snow. I know. It's <laughs> the first time that it's actually seeming to stick this year. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's fun. Everybody is like, get the fucking milk and bread. Let's go. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Mm, sure. Which I still to this day do not understand why you would go and get the most perishable items whenever you're worried about the power going out and shit going wrong. Yeah. Uh, I feel like most Canadians have a fairly good stock of tins. <laughs> I mean, that that would be the proper thing, because yeah. even if the power goes out, I, out in the barn where a wood heater is, I have a stash of green beans and corn Yeah, canned. Yeah. So, should it get, you know, should the power go out, all I have to do is just walk out there and just set a can on top of my wood heater, and then I will have green beans and corn that I can have for any meal that I so choose. Yeah, well, I, I feel like a lot of Canadians... I mean, for Canada, it's, it, when it snows, it's usually so cold that you can go out and get pretty much whatever you want and then use outside as a freezer. So, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, I forget that y'all basically have a built-in icebox outside. Yeah, yeah, we could we could do whatever we want um, with that. So we don't really have to worry about that. But yeah, I, I don't know. In the UK, it used to be the same way as well because um, snow was such a foreign thing, at mm-hmm. least in the south where I was. I know that there, um, it was more common up north. Uh, but even then, it wasn't uh, like a it, it wouldn't be like a full winter thing. Like it's nowhere near Canadian, unless you're in. I guess there's like a couple mountains that I get kind of snowy. But I wouldn't still even regard them as like Canadian level, um, mm-hmm. because it's so close to the to the ocean. So you're getting ocean winds and salt in the air and stuff like that, and it's melting it and making it warmer and all that kinds of stuff. You know. Yeah. Um. And uh. And I remember on like the very rare occasions where it would snow and it would stick, school would immediately be closed. And that wasn't because you couldn't go to school. It was because the old Victorian heater or whatever was the, the old boiler that heated the school would break every single time it snowed. It couldn't function, and they couldn't replace it because it was like a historical heater. So, so it's just this really old couple hundred year old i don't know heater that heated the school that just would break every single time it got mildly cold of course to us it was the most freezing weather of all time but um it it, compared to canada it was it was nothing um yeah i could see that yeah and uh and then the army would have to come out and clean all the roads and stuff because snow plows aren't a thing so they'd have to like get someone to come out and who's a group of lads with a lot of muscle that can shovel snow the army so they're like okay cool you're not doing much come out that's rude they might have been doing much (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know if they were doing much um but they were like yeah you need to come out here and and clear all the roads because um we don't have snow plows and even if they did have snow plows the roads weren't set up to handle snow plows like there's these things called cat eyes on a lot of English roads, which are like reflecting, like inset, I don't know, bits of plastic or whatever. And you put them in the road so they can, they reflect the lines of the road. So you can see the lines, even if the paint wears out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a snowplow would just scrape those up, destroy them and wreck the road because it would catch it. Right. No, it'd be fine. So, no snow. It'd be fine. No snow, no cat's eyes, no road. Just, just keep the road painted. It's not that hard. It's just mud. Um, yeah, 
so so i don't know and there's and lots of other things the drainage systems and stuff i don't know like the roads aren't set up plus also i mean you think about like i i mean my road that my school was on was um it it was the two rows of buildings two rows of houses that were on either side of the street leading up to the school were tudor buildings and Mm -hmm. tudor buildings are obviously made of wood and over time wood warps and um, so these Tudor buildings ended up leaning in towards the center of the road, very much like trees do. You know, when you go down a country road and there's trees on either side and it's kind of like, oh, I'm traveling through a forest of like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go yeah. through a portal of trees. It kind of felt like that with buildings because the way that the, the, the wood warped over time. I don't think a Canadian snowplow would fit through those Tudor buildings. I think it would take the buildings too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could... <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. And then those buildings are also landmarks. So, you know, that's yeah. a whole other thing that can't be fucked with. Yeah, they're historically protected. You can't do any kind of renovations on them. The only renovations that you can do have to be done in the same way that the building was originally built. So I remember when I was little, they were doing uh, renovations on Canterbury Cathedral. And they were they were like archaeologists and architecture dudes architecturists architects 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 thank you (laughs) (laughs) they were working together to um renovate um and and like keep up like clean up and and make sure that it wasn't collapsing Canterbury Cathedral and it took so long because they were having to to make the bricks the same way that the original bricks were made to make the to then stick them all the you know what I mean and clean it all the same way they couldn't do anything that wasn't not done the way that the building was originally done yeah no that that does not sound like a fun time Mm-mm. at all I mean they were up there having their best nerd life which we always appreciate here of course um, of course we we don't nerd shame here. No, uh, but it was very interesting seeing modern scaffolding holding up people doing ancient brickwork. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that would be at least nifty to kind of see. I yeah. guess I'm sure if you go to Europe, you'll see that at some point because I, it's pretty similar the way that the regulations work all throughout Europe of like, hey, protect the buildings. So you have to update them the same way that they were built. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you go to Europe and you see any renovations on an old building, chances are they are doing it the same way that they were back in the day. That would be fun, not going to lie, just to see them probably struggle to recreate stuff like exactly the way that it was done prior. Yeah, I mean, I feel like these guys, I, I feel like it's like a specialty of their architectural degrees or whatever. They they go into renovating historical buildings, you know? I hope I they get say, paid more for specializing in stuff like that. You would hope so. I hope still, they get paid would, more because yeah, I, I expect I mean, it would extend their their time in university and architects already have to go to university for like seven years or something. Yeah. Architectural school does not sound like fun. No. Although it is technically art school, just you it know, is. more advanced. It's art school, but math. Yeah. A lot of math and a lot of very like finite math. Cause you have to learn how construction works and make sure like where to set all the shit properly and all that fun stuff. Cause otherwise it could go bad very quickly. Yeah, I've always thought that architectural drawings were some of the most beautiful pieces of artwork I've ever seen. Like, I love blueprints, freaking love them. I think they're beautiful. I mean, they're just so intricate. Like, they everything are. is made down to the very finest detail. I've looked at blueprints for million-dollar houses, and that is some of the most intricate things I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. 
So it's yeah. really cool to see stuff like that. Yeah. And like um, engineers as well with the uh, like the road systems, their blueprints are so cool. I can believe that. Yeah. So, so cool. Like I would frame them and hang them on my dang wall as a piece of artwork. I love them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would I could totally do that. It's one of those things. If I ever build a house, I think I'd want to have my blueprint like frame somewhere. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think it's sick. Anyway, yeah. we're already on a tangent. We're doing Comic Con Communicate today. Which is the biggest tangent of a show we could possibly have to tangent about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Comic Con Communicate is actually one that we've been following on the podcast for a little while now because we actually spoke about the trailer when that first came out here on the podcast. And that's because your boy is huge fan. So finally seeing the trailer come out and then see it get animated and done the way that it was done. I was fangirling as hard as humanly possible Mm -hmm. whenever this came out. And then I fangirled the whole time I watched it. Now I get to fangirl over it (laughs) during this episode. Yeah. So if you haven't heard of Comic Con Communicate, it is. um, I'm going to give you the the synopsis first because I'm feeling out of order today. Um, It is about uh, a young girl who is starting her first year of high school and she has severe social anxiety, um, specifically around the act of, of communicating with other people. I know that that's typically what people think of when they think of social anxiety, but social anxiety does actually encompass a lot more than that. And they do briefly touch on it in the show, but for her specifically, it is the verbal act of communicating with someone. And um, she is naturally one of the most stunning, elegant, well like poised people so she makes a very very quick impression um with her school of being like the the night like the most popular the most pretty the most you know top of the best student the best girl in the school and because of that that gives her like a element of separation from her classmates because they're like oh my god she's so amazing i can't touch her but um she also has this level of communication issues and she's struggling she's like i don't know what to do um, and, uh, then she happens to be sat next to average of average average, and he is able to somehow translate for her and they, uh, go on shenanigans together, the duo of average average and silent, beautiful person. If it tells you how average Tadano is, whenever they do the exam episode, his exam is spot on. For the average scores of all of the tests. Yes. Yeah. Did you pay attention to that? Whenever it listed off all the scores. Yeah. And then. Um, oh, I had a ball. With uh, that. Yeah. Brilliant. And then of the physical exam as well, where it's like, yep. uh, it goes into detail about her physical exam. And then uh, for him, it's just like, was completely average. Yep. <laughs> just, That's it. just glosses over it. Was completely average. Anyway, before oh, we get great. into spoilers, although I guess, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's such a thing as spoilers for this. I don't think you can really spoil anything I was gonna say, it doesn't about really the show. Have, yeah, it doesn't really have a huge plot to it. It is a slice of life comedy style show. So the things that happen in there, like the most you could spoil would be like a specific joke. But I, I don't even think that there are any, like I wouldn't, there's not like a punchline. If you know what I mean, like I can't articulate a punchline and be like, "Oh, haha, now I've spoiled the joke for you." So I, yeah, the, if you like slice of life, chill stuff, um, and slight comedies, this is a, a very comfy show to watch. 
Yeah, yeah. Comey Can't Communicate is a coming-of-age, slice-of-life romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. The manga was written by Tomohito Oda. Mm -hmm. It has run from May of 2016 until present for a total of 23 volumes, which I know all about because my wallet is hurting. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody's talking about me. Uh, must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The anime television series, or, you know, just the show, whatever the hell you want to call it, is directed by Ayumu Watanabe. Mm. It was made by Studio OLM and was licensed by Netflix. So pretty much everybody throughout the world, if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. I think pretty much everywhere. So do check it out. It ran from October 7th of 2021 and just ended this week for a total of 12 episodes. Yeah, um, it is. Sorry, I just zoned out for a second because I was thinking about the fact that in Japan, they when you say when you sneeze, you somebody's talking about you. In England, and I don't know anywhere mm -hmm. else. I don't know if this is a North American thing as well. I only know it from England. When your ears burn, it's when someone's talking about you. Yeah, and it's the same with sneezing in the U.S. as is well. It? Ah, it's typically done as one or the other. Ah, so yeah, yeah. I always knew it as ears burning until I watched anime, and then I was like, oh, sneezing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it is rated an uh, blah, 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 <laughs> 8.16 out of 10 on my anime list, or a 4.22 out of 5, or an 8.44 out of 10 on Anime Planet, averaging about an 8.25 ish. 8 That's good enough. Yeah, out of 10 for both, which is a solid score. Although it does have a 5.94% drop rate, which I would consider pretty darn high for a uh, 12 episode uh, anime. But also, as a slice of life, I do give it a little bit more leeway. I find in general, slice of lives have higher drop rates than action stuff because you can kind of drop out whenever you want and hop back in whenever you want or whatever because there's no like cliffhanger there's no plot that's like got you hooked onto the story or anything it's just if you like the characters then you tend to like poodle along and watch it casually so I find that generally people people will be like oh I gave this one a go then I got distracted by something else and I never went back to it so I've dropped it rather than I actively decided I didn't want to stop to continue watching it you know what i mean yeah um, this show is definitely made for a very specific niche audience more yeah. specifically those of us that read the manga mm -hmm. because this show was pretty much a dream for everyone it's a show that's been asked about for ages and ages yeah and the fact that it was finally made is just a dream come true for those of us that got that stumbled across the manga got interested and then you know just from there it spiraled into a fantastic watch yeah yeah, um, and the OPs are Cinderella by Cider Girl, it's only one OP, and the, you have two EDs, you have Sympathy by Kitri for the first episode, and Hikari Inochi <laughs> by uh, Kitri for episode two onwards. So there you go. I actually quite liked the OP. I figured the OP would be right up your alley. It yeah. very much had that Tonica Kun kind of vibe to it. I think like, it's so catchy. Yeah. It's incredibly catchy. And the art style. I liked mate. the art style. I thought it was. Oh, it's so pretty. Uh, yeah, I really liked the way that it was kind of almost like it had been done through an Instagram filter. So it sort of felt like you were watching her 
like Instagram story or whatever in a way. Um, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really, I don't know if, if that was just, it was completely just my interpretation, but I really liked that the way that when I I thought of that, it was like, oh, that's cool because it's kind of like she's slowly making friends and as she's making friends, we uh, get to see more and more of her social media stuff. And that's a complete mm-hmm. interpretation. It's it's not how that was at all, but I liked that that's what it made me think of. Yeah, I can totally see that yeah. without a doubt. So I think that's all of our background. Ready to ready to jump into the fun stuff that is Comey can't communicate. Oh, it's rated a PG thirteen. I didn't say that. <laughs> there you go. Now we're now we're done. PG thirteen seems high. I can kind of. I feel like it's because of episode three with. Uh, oh. Okay. Tell you what. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler yeah, yeah. chicken hats. Let's go ahead and put it on so we yeah. can go ahead and talk about why the PG thirteen rating yeah. happens. So no, I throw get your it. chicken hats on. Yeah. Yep. So. With chicken hats on, let's talk about the rating. So, in episode three, our main boy gets kidnapped <laughs> and threatened to be killed. And the person that also threatens to kidnap, kill him, bury him in the woods also threatens to stab herself with some sharp cooking chopsticks. Yeah, actually, that character specifically, I think, is the uh, reason why it is rated PG 13 because consistently throughout the show, she is making dick jokes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, that's I Yeah, she's she is the sole reason for it, without a shadow of a doubt, the only reason. It's done in a way those jokes are the kind of thing that if you watch this when you were like seven, you would not understand. And then you watch it again when you're older and you're like, that was in there? How did I miss that? Um it's not gonna lie, this show would be brilliant for anybody that's in like upper middle to high school. Yeah. Like the jokes in this would just hit so well. And obviously I am a child in mm. my brain and at heart and my brain is always in the gutter. So I got a huge kick over stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I, uh, yeah, that rating is fair. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. It, it's I, definitely fair. As soon as you said PG 13, I was like, Oh, maybe, but then I was like, Oh yeah. No, oh yeah. yeah. Because of that one character. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, yep. I don't think that we need to necessarily go through step-by-step step on this show. So let's just talk about our favorite moments. Yeah. So just kind of an overview premise of the show, just to kind of give you the overall encompassing mm-hmm. idea. So Comey, she has trouble talking to people. Tadano, can, his only thing he can do besides be average is read the room. So he is able to actually communicate with Comey, they talk, they become friends, and she confides in him that her goal is to make a hundred friends. Yes. That's all she wants to do. That is her goal. And so the entirety of the season is her making like, I think what, 15 friends total? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, whenever she was listing them off in the final episode. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much a step-by-step process of her getting introduced to people, figuring things out, and just you know, trying to slowly grow as a person from being able to not talk to anyone at all to, you know, at least being able to get a sentence out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's, and it's also about uh, Tadaro who is just trying to be like normal. Oh, and they also, <laughs> the fact that they go to a private school that had interviews and the, in the interview, if you were weird enough, you got accepted into the private school. <laughs> Is just that just tickles me. Um, yep. and the fact- every character is eclectic in their own way. Yeah. Like that's pretty much the entire Which premise makes of the me show. So curious about what part of Tadano 
made him get accepted. And I don't know if it's just, just the fact that he's average. Just com- just that's he it. is like the he's... most average you could possibly get. So they're like, yep, he is so it. spot on being exactly average on literally everything that we have to accept him because his, eccentric- his eccentricness is the fact that he can get the average score on every test. He can get the average height, the average weight, the average sitting height, the average, I don't know, what was the other one? Eyesight. Average. Average, average test grades on his final exam. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous just how spot on this dude is with that stuff. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain his seat is exactly in the center of the classroom as well, which is hilarious. Yep. Like, it's, I think, back row or second to back row, yeah. like, second from the left. So it's not dead center. Comey's is actually dead center. Right. But he's right beside her. Yeah. Which, again, makes me feel kind of more... Like, I feel like that's more average, necessarily, than being in the dead center. If you know what I yep, mean? Yeah, because he didn't have the typical main character seat no. against the window. No. No, no. He is right next to the most popular person in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just... He's very funny. And... He is. Uh, it's great. Yeah. And his goal is to just blend in. Um, and obviously that doesn't happen. And he makes enemies right away. Yeah, because this dude gets seated next to Comey. And the second he got seated next to Comey, he became public enemy number one. Yes. Yeah. Also, we got female Rengoku in this episode, or in the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Uh, <laughs> I just got umai. <laughs> Instead of umai, it's temperature. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much her bit. Yeah. But oh my god, it was female Red Goku. It was yeah. great. As soon as I saw her, I was like, <gasps> we can't get away from Demon Slayer. Oh, I just completely <laughs> forgot. Um, green hair character with big tits. She's another reason why this show should be a PG thirteen. Um. Yep. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. Too. She. Like, okay. So they make friends, but she's like, "Ah, oh, no, I can't be Comey's friend. I'm not worthy. I will be your dog instead." And then just like <laughs> proceeds to just take on this persona by herself. She did this. Nobody asked her to. She was like, "Yes, this is a good idea." And just yes, I cannot become friend. I will become dog. Yeah. And then as they, we had a pool episode in this. It was brilliant. It was a fun time. However, the entire time that she's going around the lazy river, she's barking. Yeah, she's like so committed to this bit of being a dog. Just oh, one hundred percent. Like they were going to go shopping, and she's like, oh, "You're going to take your dog out for walkies? Yeah, doggy for walkies?" <laughs> oh, it was it was absolutely brilliant oh yeah so random tangent really Mm -hmm. quick but i have found another food wars-esque show oh but for cosplay oh i'm in it's called my dress up darling yeah i'm in yeah i if you want to check it out so it's done by cloverworks Mm -hmm. so i'm prepared to be disappointed at any given time yeah but the second episode dropped today and I was watching it before recording this because I thought that your internet would still be shit. So I was trying to get prepped to do a winter preview episode. Hmm. It is pretty much season one of Food Wars, just much more well animated. And it's entirely about cosplay. It has those very not so subtle horny hints to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Like the show is great so far. I'm not going to pass judgment because it's Cloverworks and I'm prepared to fuck them up at any given point but in the meantime so far so good so i figured i'd tell you about that because i figure 
anything that's Food Wars-esque, but the fact that it's about cosplaying, it's something that interests both of us. I figured I'd let you know in case you want to watch it. I am just looking at it. Um, and uh, The art style is brilliant. Yeah, it looks cool. Also, the OP and ED are great. Like, it's so good. The ED art style is very similar to, like, the Komi OP art style, but much more simple, if that makes sense. Hmm. But it's got that, like, retro, like, 70s, 80s neon kind of art style color scheme to it with the blues and pinks. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's brilliant. So far, so good. Anyway, what was your favorite scene from Komi? Well, the one that immediately comes to mind is just so small. I don't know. I... It's yeah, I don't know. I like this scene a lot. Um, when Komi is in the library and she has that conversation with the baby, and like mm-hmm. forces her cheeks up to smile, and then later on they find the baby again when they're handing out flyers for the school um, festival, mm-hmm. and the the baby recognizes Komi and somehow calls her Coco, like without knowing her. Like they never had a verbal conversation, so baby does not know her name, but just like makes baby noises, and baby noises happen to sound similar to her name. Um, and then as they're walking away, both Osana and um, uh, Tan- I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Thank you. Call her Coco, and I was like, oh, that's just that's really cute that she's now has like a little nickname that was bestowed upon her by a baby. I don't. I liked that. Although I will say I don't think they built upon that enough. No, yeah, I want. I I, I think continue. after they called her that, like, Comey should have like blushed and like got excited over getting her first nickname. Mm. So yeah, I think they could have built on that more. I don't remember if that's a running joke in the manga or not because yeah. it's been a while. Like I'm waiting till I finish amassing my collection of the manga before I start rereading it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I loved that bit so much. I think for me, pretty much any time she went like full cat-eared mode, <laughs> yeah, like those are just my favorite bits. Like I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, I let me also think. I liked, I really like Osana as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how ambiguous they are throughout the entire show. Of like, um, uh getting changed in the uh unisex bathroom and just like just being like I guess non-binary or gender fluid or whatever um throughout the show uh and everyone just like being like "Eh, eh, eh, okay sure Mm. you're just Osana and um I don't know I thought there was there was just it was just a fun little quirk to the character um that was done in a very playful way Mm. and uh, and I think that it really like made the character way more interesting because um, the, you can play with those jokes a lot more. And Osana is generally a little bit flirtatious with everybody. And mm. so um, <laughs> so those jokes of like, okay, no, you're going to go to the girls' washroom? No, you're not. Pull you out this way. <laughs> go to the gender neutral one. Um, it was really funny. I don't know. It was It was very funny. I like that joke. So I think one of my favorite jokes was whenever Comey's dad walked her to the library. Oh, yeah. And like how they stop and get shaved ice and mm-hmm. just how everyone was like, oh, like they look so great together, but they're also being so quiet. Like, I wonder what's wrong. And <laughs> they, they just, they both hate talking so much. And then the trip that they went on with like the whole family mm-hmm. went on. And then it's just Comey's mom talking the entire time, not shutting up. Oh, and one like little bit that I noticed about that was she gave them like a, a toffee or some kind of candy. I can't remember what it was. 
Um, and you can see clearly in the shot, dad, uh, Comey, and you can only catch the jawline of her younger brother, but you can clearly see that even his jawline is moving just ever so slightly. The other two are like clearly chewing, but his is moving. Yep. Cause I like, I looked at it. I was like, is he, did he get one too? And he did, even though he's a brooding teenager. It's like mm-hmm. he did get one too. Um, and speaking of him, another really funny joke was when they went to the maid cafe and the, his her brother came in and all the girls were like, oh my God, you're amazing, puts on throne. And he just leaves because he's uncomfortable. <laughs> also, just the fact that she was put on such a pedestal that she was put on the throne was absolutely great. I love yeah. that. Oh, and that one character that's just a complete ditz. Oh, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Kaede yeah. or Otori. Yeah, yeah, and goes to the hardware store and um, and tries to go to the staff entrance and is just, like, getting lost and speaks really slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just not, just away with the fairies. Yeah, just, just another, just eccentric character. Yeah. And then, uh, Onamine. Mm-hmm. With her getting close to Tadano, and then it's like, oh, oh, is something gonna happen here? And then she just gives away to Komi. Yeah, well, she's just like, are you getting bullied? I'm concerned about you. And then it uh, was like, oh, wait a second. I realize what's going on here. Uh, okay, all for you, girl. You go for it. <laughs> it's like, yes, and then, I like this. Yeah, and then the fact that Comey actually felt jealousy. Yeah. Like, yeah. character development. The amount of character development in the show is extremely heartwarming. Like, I can't speak highly enough about just how much I enjoyed this and just the subtle character development that you get throughout it and how everything builds. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. I feel like if you like slices of life, slice, a slice of life, slices of life. If you, How do you pluralize slice of life? If you like slice just, of Anime life. technically doesn't have a plural. Anime is anime. <laughs> so I think it's just if you enjoy slice of life, then anime. this is for you. And, and if you enjoy, yeah. If you enjoy the genre slice of life, I don't know what I'm going on about. If you enjoy, <laughs> like, enjoy out it. of the two of us, this is definitely my show. Like this yeah. isn't necessarily for you, but because of how much you enjoyed Tanaka, I figured this would be right up your alley as well. Yeah, it's definitely like Tanaka, I would say falls comedy first, slice of life second. This I would say falls slice of life, then romance, then comedy. Um, I feel like the romance and comedy kind of go hand in hand. Like I feel like it's romantic a true comedy. romantic comedy yeah. instead of it being like one and then the other. Like it's a true romantic comedy, even if like the romance isn't necessarily there, if that makes sense. Like there's subtle hints to it. Yeah. Like I think Tadano and Comey both have feelings for one another, but it's definitely not like not full on. Yeah, and it probably, at least up to the point of the manga where I got to whenever I was reading it, it never did. Right. And I don't think that's ever the plan for it either. So it's just flirtatious friendship, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I love that concept. It's very similar to A Silent Voice, where I'm glad they didn't take it down the romance path, because it kind of ruins the story that they're telling. I think with this one, like the cute little flirtatious moments of where neither one of them can... Like say the other's first names, even though they both want to, and, and swapping cute phone numbers like being that. so awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I agree. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing more romance from them, but I also wouldn't mind things kind of staying where they are. It's just that I, I worry about once this 
is like if this becomes a multiple season anime oh, like season two has already been announced right. for april of this year so okay. we're so if be they doing end season up, two before the year's over <laughs> yeah so if they end up with like a third season and a fourth season um i worry about it being kind of redundant and um unless something happens with the plot line i feel like it could get kind of stale because just of the fact that it is the same thing over and over. I mean, it's a slice of life, nothing happens. And um, more slices of life are always going to be made, right? So it's going to lose the feeling of being new and fresh and fun and end up being, uh, like, to some people, it's going to end up being a favorite and they're going to go back and watch it all the time. And to the people who are casually watching it, which is where the vast majority of your numbers are coming from, it's going to get pushed to the side by other slice of life that are going to be new. So I think that by making it leaning more into the romance would probably do better for numbers. If you're looking at a numbers game um, later on down the road or doing something more plotline-y with the show once you have the characters established. Um, So something like, I don't know, going on a school trip and, and, having a ah we got stranded on a beach or we got lost in a bar you know what i mean like something a little bit more substantial would i mean every slice of life has those yeah moments of those plot points like there's always a school trip like i'm sure that'll come up in a second season mm-hmm. i think like there's always something along but there, those yeah, lines there needs that kind of progress plot points but one thing I will say, though, is I do think, like, seeing Komi and Tadano go on a date, mm-hmm. could you imagine how awkwardly brilliant that would be? Yeah, agreed. And that's the kind of thing that you need to tease, is the kind of the connection to the characters. Even if they don't ever fully establish the relationship, I feel like things like going on a date or or Tadano maybe going on a date with getting wrapped into going on a date with somebody else that he's not it's not like a real date or whatever and then Komi gets jealous and follows along the whole date and then ends up at the end of the date that uh she finds out that it wasn't legit and then she never tells him you know that she followed him along this whole time and they go back to normal you know those kind of things that like progress the emotional relationship between them also progress mm-hmm. the emotional connection that viewers have with the characters and uh yeah so i think leaning more into the romance will help keep numbers up consistently through later seasons but i yeah because otherwise i feel like it's just gonna get swept under the rug by other new slice of life with the same premise it's a very simple concept anybody who sweeps the center of the rug is wrong (laughs) that is just my opinion yeah so at me in those comments if you want to you can find me i'm not that hard to find (laughs) you know where to find me come at me I can assure you, I am prepared for anything you have to throw at me. But those people are wrong. This show is brilliant, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And one more funny bit is every time Komi has to go and order things for Najimi. Because <laughs> <laughs> and just how everyone reacts, because she doesn't know how to order. And everybody's like, oh, I've been at this job for so long. I am the most brilliant person ever i can figure out what she wants yes and it's wrong and then comey is too afraid <laughs> to say anything 
also when she goes into Subway and the, the girl goes, hello, how are you today? What can I get for you? And Komi just turns around and walks out. Could you imagine being a worker at Subway and just seeing like beautiful goddess person walks into your, into your store? You're like, oh, hello, how can I help you? And they just turn around and leave. Like how, like I would think about that she moment. she turns back around and comes back in. <laughs> I know, but I would still think about that moment for like, be like, what the, what did I do? Like, yep. Like that would be ingrained in my brain forever. Yeah. And just how she doesn't speak. She just looks down at the menu and points. And she's like, oh, what kind of bread do you want? What kind of toppings? This, that. Do you want it toasted? How do you want it? (laughs) (laughs) Too many questions overloaded. I thought of another joke that made me cackle. Um, Uh When uh, Tarno at the maid cafe dresses up as a maid and then he his sister sees him and takes a picture of him and then gets on the phone with his mom with his mom and is like hey did you see the picture of Tano? yeah you were right he is one of those. <laughs> and it's just left like that it's like he is one yeah you were right oh my god dude dude tough. made a brilliant maid though like dude made an absolute brilliant maid yeah even if everybody knew it was him and thought he was average i was like damn yeah like, they did well with that animation style on him and changing him up. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, the keychain swap was really cute. Oh, yeah, that was adorable. That whole thing of, like, them going and getting their pictures taken together was mm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the Hanabi Festival, where um, yeah. uh, Komi tries to write in the in the dirt, um, I enjoy spending time with just you. And then before she chickens out before he can read it and, yep. like, swaps <laughs> it away. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the show's adorable. I love it. It's oh, a great and fun time. Competition girl who just like shows up whenever there's any slight chance of her holding a competition. Yep. That's really good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then how she she's like, oh, it's a tie. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. if she lost at pretty much everything. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to win one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like then on- she also had a really positive message. It's like, even though she was shorter and a little bit heavier, she's like, "Fuck it, who decides if these are, you know, make you better or worse than the others?" She's like, "I'm just me," and I'm like, "That's a positive message to send." You go, girl. Yeah, and she was like, uh, "What did she say?" She was like, "There are places in the world where I would be considered attractive," and I was like, huh, yes. "Cool, yeah, um, yeah, you do it." Mm. Yeah, that was really interesting. I hadn't, I, I hadn't thought of the fact that they the way that they measure height in at least in this anime i'm assuming that that's just standard for how they do it in school in japan but they measure your standing height and then they measure your sitting height to see how how much of your proportion is leg and how much of it is spine which i thought was really interesting because we would only measure standing height Mm -hmm. yeah it is interesting how they do that and i think it also is just kind of there to like check posture and whatnot as well Mm, that makes sense but yeah, that was really cool to see. And also how they do eye exams and whatnot by seeing like which way a thing is pointing. Like yeah. that's incredibly interesting compared to the system that we have over here with the letters. Yes. Yeah. That pretty much wraps up all I got to say about it. Yeah. Because I can't gush. I mean, I've gushed about it literally the whole time. Mm. Like it is without a shadow of a doubt in the running for a lot of different things mm-hmm. this year for the anime awards. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It was a great time. I feel like we need to add a new category of best ship because last time we had um best couple, but these guys aren't technically a couple, so I feel like we can add in 
best ship, and that opens us up for a few different options throughout the year because they don't necessarily oh, yeah, we're gonna, together. Yeah, we're going to argue about stuff this year considering all the categories that we're coming up with. Yes, we are. It's going to be great come the end of the year. It's going to be brilliant. We're going to have a fun time. But yeah, as far as ratings go, can you guess? Uh, are you giving this a 10 out of 10? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Best I, ship, yeah. communicate. Yeah, for me, it definitely sits at a 10 because there's nothing about it I would change. It's exactly what I wanted out of the anime as someone who's been clamoring for this to be an anime ever since I first read the manga. Like, mm-hmm. I would change nothing. Like, to me, it is perfect in every way. Every character is done as they should be and as they were done in the manga. The shots of Komi being Komi with the cat ears and the facial expressions and everything else are just brilliant and they captured it perfectly so i i have zero complaints whatsoever about this at all Mm -hmm. yeah i am uh you guys know that i'm a little bit more tougher on on shows than brad tends to be i really enjoyed the show i think it's a very solid slice of life I think that the romance elements in it were just teasing enough, but I think it's one of those shows that I'm going to prefer the second season of rather than the first season, because second seasons tend to be more like shit happens in second seasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I liked a lot of the jokes, but I found that some of the jokes weren't didn't hit as hard as some of the others. Like, there are some jokes that really stick out in my brain of being like, that's a solid joke. Other ones were like, eh. Um, and so I found there was a very slight inconsistency there. I liked the OP. I liked the ED. I liked the characters. I liked that it was, um, kind of like adult in a lot of its humor. Like, I feel like compared to Tanaka-kun and other slice of lives that we, we have watched, this is probably the most adult humor, um, which I thought was a refreshing concept. So I'm, I'm feeling like this is a solid, like, 8.5 like it's a really really good slice of life comedy thing I'm thinking that the next season I have high hopes for the next season I think the next season is going to be like a 9 9.5 for me Mm -hmm. if it keeps up and I and of course I have high hopes going into it as well and yeah you're right you are a lot tougher on things Mm. and I feel like a lot of that may have to do with whenever I really like something like I kind of put the blinders on for Mm. But at the same time, whenever you really like something, I'm the one that has to kind of be critical <laughs> yeah. about it. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic to kind of hear your thoughts on it. Because like I said, out of the two of us, this show was pretty much built for me. Yeah. Like this is everything I would want out of the show. So it's interesting to hear your thoughts on it. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to cover it so much is I wanted to hear like an outsider's perspective on a show like this because I... If we didn't do the podcast, I didn't see this being a show that you yourself would go after. No, no, I don't think it's one that I would have clicked on myself. That being said, you can find this on Netflix if you're curious. I was meant to say that earlier, but didn't. So yes, Netflix. Yeah, I, I think I said it, but in case you didn't miss or in case you missed it, Netflix. I highly recommend the show. The show is for pretty much everyone within the you know 13 plus range. If you're a parent and you are worried about some of the jokes, do watch it for yourself. But I don't think that there's really anything just truly harmful or triggering about the show. No. So. I feel like it's one of those ones where, um, depending on the maturity of your child, it would depend on whether or not you should like let them watch it comfortably. Because like I said, a lot of the jokes in here, if they're not like if they haven't already understood 
the if they don't already understand sex, they won't get the joke. They won't actually even see that it's a joke. They'll know that something happened, but then they'll be like, ha ha ha, and then they won't understand it. Like very much like if you're a kid and you watch like, I don't know, Monty Python or something, like a lot of the times the jokes just go over your head. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, and so I feel like this is the kind of show where a lot of jokes will just go over a young kid's head. That being said, if your kid knows and you don't want them around that kind of stuff, then maybe don't let them watch this or watch it first and see. Um, and then because of the like very uh, like one episode brief like murder death thing scenario, maybe give episode three a watch through. Yeah, it doesn't get worse than that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I feel like it's fine. I feel like very comfortably you could let a fifteen year old watch this like just chill. Uh, it's the thirteen fourteen year range that I think you would have more of a depending on the child thing. You see, I feel like for me, like eighth and ninth grade it would it would be fine yeah as long as your child kind of knows and understands everything so i do feel like the 13 plus rating on it is kind of spot on yeah yeah because i mean whenever you think 15 you're thinking sophomore in high school so whenever you put in the perspective of like where they are grade wise i think definitely an eighth or ninth grader could watch it yeah comfortably i agree just yeah i feel like I've, i've still got that like image of the one girl in my grade who was just completely oblivious to all this kind of stuff and i'm like okay so for her sake you know, there's always going to be a couple of kids that just don't don't know until older age. So you know mm-hmm. your own kid. You know what they're like. Yeah, I think it's fine. So one more question before we wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Did you cringe or skip forward whenever the Dragon Force girl came around? I skipped forward. <laughs> I called it. I called it. I called it. I called it. Yeah. Yeah, I skipped. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, there were a couple of occasions, but I didn't. And then I'm thinking, like, oh yeah, no, it definitely skipped that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I got to thinking about it whenever I watched it. I was like, Blue's probably going to skip this. I would, I would bet money. I didn't know if you were joking at first whenever you said it because yeah. it sounded like you were going for a bit. But then I was like, <laughs> no, no, she actually skipped. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, she's like horse girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. There was a horse girl in my grade, like an act. Yeah, a horse and a dragon. Yeah, girl. yeah, you've you've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. That's a throwback to whatever episode that was. A long time ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. There was a horse girl. Yeah. There was a dragon girl. Um, because horses and dragon heads draw very similarly. Like the skull shape is very similar. So you can, yeah. if you, you one's know how just to draw, a lot more pointy than the other. Yeah, if you know how to draw a horse head, you could draw a dragon head, or vice versa. So get to work on those details, kids. So that yeah. way you can tell the difference. Ding. Yeah. So um, I got one extra thing to plug this what? week before oh. we get into our normal plugs. Okay. So your boy was on a podcast here mm. recently. Yes, he was. So I was on the Doken Win podcast where Hayden was absolutely lovely to have me back on because our first episode got corrupted. So we did Ooh. it again. Fun. So it was it was fun. It was cool just to sit down and talk anime and a mobile game for those that don't know uh, Doken Battle is a mobile game that's free to play it's a gotcha game if you enjoy dragon ball it's kind of a fun time it's if you're like me it's very easy to spend money on games (laughs) like that and i've spent a lot more money than i care to count on that game so Yeah. (laughs) yeah but we went on there we talked about that we talked about anime and kind of my journey through anime and talked about this podcast a lot because i tell pretty much everyone about this this is the (laughs) highlight of my week 
Yay. Other than seeing girlfriend, girlfriend, you, <laughs> you you listen to this. You're the highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this is such a highlight of the week. So I couldn't I couldn't go without. I couldn't shut up about this. Pretty much, mm. I couldn't shut up about anime. Yeah, in general. So it was is a blast to be a part of that. So I do highly recommend going to check out that episode or just checking out Doken Win period. You can find it on Spotify and YouTube at D O K K A N underscore win. Or I think it's just Doken Win without the underscore on Spotify. I don't know. Mm. I forget. I am an idiot, but you should be able to find it. And like I said, go check Hayden out. He's a cool guy and it was a fun episode. Yeah. And uh we'll be sure to put the link on the Instagram as well and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and I'll put put it it on the the, Yeah, on the YouTube video as well. I'll be sure to link it there. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we're at B and B anime on all of them. Quite literally everything. Yeah. And then I am at Brad Carter Gaming on the Instagram and Twitch. And you can also find Blue at Blue Lavender. Uh, STM. Blue yeah, Lavender. that's it. STM. Yeah. I, I was like, it's ST something. But my brain just completely blinked. But yeah, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And then she's on YouTube and TikTok at Blue Lavender. So you yes. can find her there i also have the tiktok where i watch the videos at uh brad carter gaming i think i don't know also the podcast actually has a twitch channel now at twitch.tv forward slash bnb anime so you can check us out there as well i'll probably be streaming on that at some point whenever one of my super secret projects actually gets finished because i have fun plans yeah for that uh, speaking of the YouTube channel for the podcast as well, I have been recording some footage of fun times that I've been having out here in Alberta. To be honest, not much has happened because it's been so cold. I haven't really been able to go outside much, but I did get some mountain footage, a little bit of snowboarding footage. Our GoPro corrupted, so I uh, didn't get very much, but a little bit. Uh, but I got some mountain footage, uh, got some nice drives, so I might do some some little like bits there. And then I will probably vlog my travels back to Toronto um as well so have a little bit of a travel vlog going up on the youtube channel just some casual uh behind the scenes of my life as a art student slash voice actor slash podcaster heck yeah Yeah. also whenever this goes live on youtube the following week or for those that are actually listening to this on other platforms where you know you get the podcast first so you know if you want to if you want to hear it early check us out on apple Podcasts and spotify and all those other things <clears throat> just saying <laughs> but for episode 100 whenever it goes live on youtube at 9 30 est on the 30th we'll be doing like a huge premiere type thing yeah for it so we're gonna be live in chat chatting and just shenanigans is pretty much all that it's gonna be episode 100 is just gonna be pretty much a reintroduction of blue and myself talking about things that we've learned how we've grown things that have happened during the time of this and just pretty much being a fun chat between the two of us being entirely banter because you know you guys seem to enjoy that that's the biggest thing we get feedback on is people loving the banter (laughs) yeah um and uh I think that's everything. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, you're a week behind, you're listening a week behind. Um, so if you want to early get early access to the podcast, then you can go ahead and listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, and yeah, next week, what do we got? Uh, we have episode 100. We do. We do have episode 100. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so and it's then, pretty much just going to be banter the whole time. And then the week after that, we have the killed slimes for 300 years. So we got the we got another isekai coming up, and it's a female lead isekai that yes. neither of us have seen. So it's going to be it's going to be cool to see the different female side of isekais and kind of see that perspective and how well it was done. The artwork that I've seen for it looks great. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm looking for it and looking forward to it as well. We're having a bit of a slimy month this month, so that's fun. <laughs> and Who doesn't enjoy a little slimy time though? Yeah, slimy times. Uh that's ugh, such a innuendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only an innuendo if you take it that way. <laughs> I think everyone took it that way. Um and <laughs> And um, yeah, if you have any recommendations for what we should cover, including new stuff that is coming out this year or news that you want us to be updated on, shows that are just releasing, uh, manga that is getting new new chapters dropped, new, new volumes dropped, um, things that we haven't heard of, things that are not on our radar, let us know in the DMs, um, on YouTube comments, wherever you can get to us um, on the website, www.bnbanime.com. Wherever you could get to us, let us know about what you're interested in, what you're liking, what you're enjoying. Let us know about anime, manga, video games, anything nerd. We love to know about. We love to know because, of course, obviously, it's so hard for us to keep up with everything. There's so much stuff to do. We need like a specific person to research for us because, yeah, uh, so, so much stuff, content is coming out constantly. Um, and, and we'd love to hear about your favorites. Yeah. Speaking of news, random thing. But uh, Among Us is getting a manga. No way! Yeah, it's getting a manga. And I think that style of storytelling would actually be cool as hell. It would be. For a manga. Like, the amount of suspense thriller that you can get away with with something like that. I think it's going to be brilliant if they do it right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you'd find that interesting. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if they're going to put faces under the the suits. God, I hope they do a JoJo-style art rendition of it. Please, please give that to me. Oh my god, I would love that so JoJo. much. JoJo! Dio! Exactly, yeah. Oh. Anyway, we're going to sign off before we do more tangents. Yep, so thank you all so much for listening, Blue, and I greatly appreciate it. Next week is episode 100 with a re and amusing introductions, but until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye! Bye!